going on, beautiful people? It's another episode of Just a Podcast here on Anchor Radio. Um, it's January 12th, 2019. There's been a lot of shit going on the past couple days. I don't even know where to start, but we're just going to start. I guess, obviously, the biggest thing that was going on that I wanted to give a little attention to is this R. Kelly thing, Surviving R. Kelly documentary. I haven't seen it. I don't care to watch it. really don't see the relevancy it has in 2019. But, you know, that's the, the age we live in now where social media and the media will shine a light on things that necessarily don't need to have a light shine on it and just so we can focus on it and feed into it and give it more life than it needs I'm old enough to remember years ago when R. Kelly actually started dating and eventually married Aaliyah and even back then, you knew something wasn't right, that was off. But the climate of the world wasn't set up to where we would have to hear it consistently and on a 24-7 cycle. Because now you can see it on the internet, it's on radio, it's on TV. The only thing you really had back then was certain news stations. Not everybody listened to... I won't say not everybody because basically the radio was the big thing back then and television. But in that landscape, you you didn't have as many people willing to down a black artist. That was back then when BET was still predominantly ran by Bob Johnson and it was about uplifting black culture and and black individuals and not trying to tear them down but nowadays it seems like everything is a lot more whitewashed and it's okay for uh, our so-called black media to allow our black entertainers and actors and musicians and heroes to be taken apart and broken down. So with that being said, we knew something wasn't right. Things were off. Even the people around him knew this wasn't nothing done wasn't the level of outrage expressed as it is now because we had a time where the media can control what we think and how we how we're supposed to feel and they could tell us this is wrong and I'm gonna show you why and I'm gonna beat it into your head until you agree with me even if you necessarily don't I had a person 
asked me the other day because I was playing the song with R. Kelly and the comment that came out of this person's mouth was kind of indicative to what I'm saying here. And he asked me, you like people that, you like to pee on people. Not 100% sure how one goes with the other because I listened to a person's music that was supposedly accused of doing a certain thing and that's fine but if you're a person with a, a brain and can and free thinking and can think for yourself you know how to differenti differentiate the two just because this is something that he was said to have done what does that have to do with his music and that does that make me just as bad as him because I like to listen to his music his music is something totally different than who he is as a person there's a lot of people that were considered geniuses and different that are different than how they portray themselves in the public eye then I feel like we're not supposed to know how and what a person does in their personal life it's not important I was never interested in knowing how a person lives on their day-to-day -day or what they do when they're not in the public eye or what kind of car they drive or how big their house is or it doesn't really matter. Where was this this level of outrage and discomfort 20 years ago and why was it if it was such a big deal then why wasn't nothing done about it then and why all of a sudden now he's getting prosecuted and looked at and everybody's coming forward and everybody's confessing and he got brainwashed and got he running the sex ring and sex like it does it really doesn't make sense because if the, if someone knew that was going on, why didn't anybody do anything about it? And if so, why is he the only person getting in trouble for it? I really think that just boils down to, like I said, once again, the media and how it can distort our way of thinking and what we see. I even saw the other day that now there's supposed to be a, a documentary on Michael Jackson about two boys that he supposedly had a long-term relationship with that now are supposedly grown men in their 30s. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years. This is supposedly happened when it was 10 and, 7 and 10 years old. It's 2019. He's dead. What's the point? What is the reason that they feel like right now is a good time for a documentary to be brought up about somebody getting molested 30 years ago or 20 years ago, however long it was, 
Like, why is that important right now in this place and time for a person that's no longer alive to defend themselves and also went through that process when they were alive and got acquitted and it just seemed like they're trying to beat a dead horse. And it's solely to get people talking. get views be seen but the title of this episode is hear no evil see no evil speak no evil if we don't give these things energy and time and effort how much weight will it really hold if this stuff that they tell us we're supposed to feel so passionately about and so concerning to the individual that has nothing to do with what actually happened. If you really didn't give that much energy to it and you didn't talk about it the way that they know we will, what would happen? If we didn't reply and talk about on a day-to-day basis the crazy shit that Kanye West says and has done Do you honestly think he would keep doing it? I kind of think it's like all a... A publicity stunt, a media ploy, or it could just be a distraction of... Let's put all your attention on this irrelevant bullshit. Meanwhile, something that's more important that's really going to affect your life and the lives of others... Is going to be going on in the background because you don't know what's happening because we want to talk about the tweets that Donald Trump made or this bullshit ass documentary about R. Kelly stupid shit that all these celebrities do and say that really don't make a difference whatsoever to our life funny thing is is that there's always a calm before the storm there's always a you're always given a little insight to what actually is going on like I said before the the instance with Aaliyah or all the crazy shit Michael Jackson used to do when he was younger showing up to the award show with Emmanuel Lewis on his arm like that's not what normal people do like this is not normal stuff but it was pushed aside and dismissed so now all this stuff is supposedly happening behind closed doors and it takes for I guess the money ran out or someone wanted more money or someone was told We need you to speak up about this. And so then it becomes media coverage once the climate of the world changes. And now it's, we got Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything can be ran through a bunch of cycles. Now we could have everyone speaking their mind 
and now it's blown into something that it should have been back then, but it took to get to this point where it's marketable and it's profitable to talk about it. It's not to condone anything. Everybody knows that raping and child molestation, forcing anybody to do something that they're not willing to do is wrong. We get that. I get that. So by no means or no stretch of the imagination am I saying any of this shit is okay. We all know it's wrong. But do we really have to fucking beat this shit into the ground to where it is on everybody's lips and everybody's tongue and TMZ is interviewing people that have fucking nothing to do with the situation. We got to ask their opinion. Like, is everybody's opinion really that important? I don't think so. My opinion is not even that important. I just want the shit to stop. Like, stop giving shit more energy than it needs. We all know it's a strong possibility that some of this shit is true if not all of it okay let the legal system and the justice system do what they're gonna do my thing is is how did this man even get to marry a 15 year old girl a legal guardian a parent had to okay this shit, had to give their consent. There had to have been an adult around to even make that situation possible. So who are these people? Why are they not to blame? Why are they not being attacked? Why are we not outraged at them, but we putting the blame solely on one person? It's just like Um, the story I read, it's uh, it happened in Maryland. A guy went to a police station. He got out, opened fire in front of a police station. He said his intentions was he was going there to hopefully die. He was hoping that the police would return fire and he would die. Now, in the midst of all of this chaos... Uh, planes closed, detective was shot and killed. The funny thing is, is that the man that was outside shooting in the police station didn't kill anybody. None of his bullets hit anyone. It was actually another police officer that killed this other guy and just so happened he happened to be black. But nothing's about race so we're not even gonna get into that that's another topic for another day but if you read this story and listen to what happened they charged him with second degree murder of killing this plans closed detective when in fact it was someone that he worked closely with They're, they said they actually 
shared conjoining decks. He shot. him and killed him not the guy that was convicted for it and he said that he didn't know who he was he thought he was a part of the chaos that was going on he didn't know he was a cop now my question is is how did you not know who he was if you worked closely with him for the last couple of years he gets off without a scratch he's not to blame he was doing his job they put all that on this this man who went there with the intentions of getting shot. He didn't get shot. He didn't kill anybody. So his whole mission was a fail. But now he's paying the consequences of what someone else did. And they gave him 195 years in prison. Charged him with second degree murder for killing no one. But you get my point is, is that we'll find one person and one thing only to focus all our attention on and say, you're wrong. And I think about it's always someone else involved who gets none of the blame, who gets off scot-free because they want to say, we got to find somebody to take the, the rap for this. It's always the most obvious and likely target same thing with this this r kelly thing same thing with bill cosby michael jackson harvey weinstein the list goes on and on like there's people always around and involved who do nothing say nothing because at the end of the day let's be honest it's all about a check someone's getting paid to keep quiet so why are we not putting that same attention into trying to find out who those people are and putting them on trial right next to the people that we want to convict and we want to say is guilty when in actuality everybody's to blame those parents or those relatives that were bringing these little girls to R. Kelly you're just as much to blame as he is you can see when a person has something wrong with them and you can see it and you don't do anything. So that just makes you just as, as much accountable and guilty for the things that they do. You know, when I was younger, I was always one of them people that would look at how unwilling a man would be to shave his head bald. Like if your hair is thinning or your lining is going back or whatever, or you even got a huge ass bald spot in the back of your head. Like I've seen people where they would rather get shit put in their hair, like sprayed on hair or go through all these obstacles cut around it to make it into a style instead of just letting it go and just let it, you know, age gracefully. Let your hair be bald. I never understood why a lot of people don't want to 
age gracefully. Let your body, you know, reflect where you are in life and where your age is. And I can admit now, because I'm going through that, that stage now where my hair is thinning and I'm getting a little bald and it's it's hard to deal with. So I can kind of understand now, although I'm still willing to just, I want to just cut it all off. But it's something that's not like forcing me to actually go out and do it. And I don't get why. We are so attached and we get fixated on appearance when, especially that we all know that beauty will fade, you know, lose your hair. This shit is just a part of life. I kind of don't understand the concept of plastic surgery for men. I can get it for women because they have a, a different standard to live up to and it's probably was more conceived the concept of plastic surgery was conceived for women but now you see that there's more things that's coming along for men like you can get liposuction you can get your fake abs and pec implants and calf implants and all these things to try to I guess keep your vanity up and you know make I guess it would make a person feel good about themselves. That's understandable, but the route that you go in, I can't understand is it less expensive and less time consuming if you just try to do a little bit better by eating right and being healthy and working out even if you don't get those desired results that you want. But come on, we can tell from real from fake it's like this picture that my wife showed me of Madonna, which I honestly don't think is real. And I'm hoping it comes out sometime soon that it was all a joke or whatever. But Madonna has to be, what, 60-something years old? And why, at age 60, did you feel it was necessary for you to go get butt injections? Or why did you even feel the need that it was important to get butt injections? And even still, like, you can do that, that's fine, but we tend to overdo it to the point where it's unrealistic and it's unbelievable. But at 60, though, is, it, is your body, the way your body looks at that age, is it really important anymore? Or are you just doing it for the fuck of it and you can do whatever you want like you've been doing throughout the course of your life? And it's just that I've always wanted a big butt, so I'm going to go do it. And you look fucking ridiculous. But you know what? To each his own. I never considered about getting waist fronts and hair plugs and not all that goofy shit. I mean, it's going to go. It's going to go. So I got to accept it. It'll take some time. I'm still getting used to the idea. It's it's troublesome. I can admit that. It's a horrible feeling. But you know what? It's part of life. It's part of growing up and getting older and you lose some shit. You can't have a 
perfect hairline the entire life. Shit don't work like that. But what is weird to me is that you're seeing more and more people going bald at a younger age, and especially in men. And I don't think it has much to do with genetics and heredity than it does with the actual shit that you put inside your body that's causing, you know, your hair to thin out and fall out, certain parts of your body to fall apart at an earlier age. Ain't it funny how old age just creeps up on you out of the blue? One day you feel viral and energized and full of life. And it's almost like the snap of a a finger. You're like 30 years old in a a 75-year-old person's body. You can't do the things that you used to do. Like you can't eat the way you wanted to and keep your weight down because everything you eat after you turn the age of 25 and up, your metabolism slows down. You retain everything. You used to be able to party all night and hang out all night. Don't go to sleep. Go to sleep for an hour or 30 minutes and wake up full of energy, ready to go to work or conquer your day. You get 30, 31, 32, 33, and up. Every day is like a constant struggle. Your bones hurt for no reason. It's hard to get out the bed. You think you can still hang because you're not that old yet. They say 30's the new 20. So you test that theory and try to go party. And you fall asleep in the club or at the bar. Try to stay up. Past 8 o'clock is a fucking geometry equation you got to try to figure out. It's very fucking hard. You don't have the energy to do anything anymore. Fucking getting old. That used to be something I looked forward to. I don't anymore because I'm not even old yet, but I feel old. Now you're thinking about putting into your 401k and how much your Social Security going to be in 30 years. Shit is depressing. This has been just a podcast. See you next time on Anchor Radio. Peace.